When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Here comes Bosco's Boys, here comes Bosco's Boys, right down Bosco's Boys Lane. Santa Claus, Scott, and all the boneheads on Willie's crazy train. Chauncey's chewing on the mistletoe, oh, what a beautiful noise. Grab a brew and talk KSU, cause here comes Bosco's Boys. Here comes Bosco's Boys, here comes Bosco's Boys, here comes Bosco's Boys, here comes Bosco's Boys. Boom, the boys are back, and your Kansas State Wildcats are the Pop-Tarts Bowl champion. Um, Man, that was a fun game. Winning bowl games are fun. I love bowl games. I love bowl season. Um... And that was a blast. That was a very fun way to put a bow on what has been a uh, kind of disappointing 2023 football season. Um, but honestly, um, just just puts the excitement for 2024 on a whole new level. Um, oh, man. <laughs> Uh, usually don't do these football reviews uh, right after. Uh, this is a lot more fun because the last time I did this was the uh, Texas game. Um, but yeah, it, it was a it, it truly was just a super fun game. K State twenty eight, NC State nineteen. Again, that's a top twenty NC State team. Um, that's the second highest ranked win K State has ever had in a bowl game. Um, Another top 20 win for Chris Kleiman. Um, that's his second bowl victory, 2-2 two and two in bowl games. Um, truly, it, it was a lot of fun. Um, if you didn't have fun watching that, if you didn't have fun um, you know, watching K-State football play one more time, I don't know what's wrong with you. Um, so much discourse happened over... Um, Weirdly enough, just just the day of the bowl game, um, and I, I I can't imagine not loving bowl season. I'm recording this while Arizona is playing Oklahoma. Um, I, I, I've I've enjoyed watching games so much. I'm I'm gonna enjoy watching games rest of bowl season. Um, but this was a great way. This was just such a great and fun way to end the season for K State. You just have to feel so good. For guys, of course, Chris Kleiman, um, Avery Johnson, Connor Riley calling the plays, Josh Buford, a uh, friend of the show, he's come on. Hopefully, we can get him on again um, this offseason, uh, who stepped up to be the quarterback's coach. I don't know if that's going to be a full-time promotion. I don't know if they're going to go out and find someone else. Uh, but you just feel good for all these guys. For for the offensive line, Cooper Beebe especially, um, guys that could have opted out again. KT Lev, he's going to be playing in the All Star game. He's going to be able to start getting ready uh, for his NFL career. 
So many guys could have. And again, K-State had some that did. Ben Sennett opted out. Uh, Phillip Brooks opted out. Again, we, we know some of the guys who went into the transfer portal. Um, but again, th- th- there could have been more. Um, and I think it says a lot about the guys who decided to play in their love for K-State, love for the coaches, and love for um, the the fans, for everything about the K-State football program. And, and I, I think it says a lot about the guys who decided to play um, versus the guys who didn't. Um, and I'm so glad the ones that did. Uh, absolute, some absolute amazing plays. Um in this game, you know, fake punts, big plays, big throws, big runs. Um, and I, I, I think, again, is this going to go down, you know, with, you know, the the, the Cotton Bowl win uh, where you beat Tennessee? Probably not. Is it going to go hand-in-hand hand with the win over um, uh, Syracuse in the Fiesta Bowl? No, no. But, but I do think this has to go up there. I mean, I, I don't think there's any doubt. You could make an argument that this is the uh, second best bull win just based on NC State's ra- ranking. But I think there's no doubt this is number three or at worst number four. Um, so it, it's a lot of accolades. Uh, Chris Kleiman even talked about it in his uh, post game up on the, on the podium saying, hey, you know, uh, this should get us into the top 25, the final AP poll, final coaches poll. Um, and I think it should. I, 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 NC State had far more of their production from their season uh, that returned. Uh, when you look at Portal, when you look at opt-outs, NC State had a lot more. Yes, they were missing their best defensive player. Uh, but look, throughout the season, you could make an argument that K-State was missing uh, two or three of their best linebackers, you know, they they were missing uh, their their uh, captain who who was a starting safety. You're losing uh, one of your uh, top two cornerbacks. Um, you're losing your number two or number three defensive end. And K State still won that game, and they didn't play perfect by any means. And we'll we'll get into it a little bit more. Um, but it was very close to being a blowout in favor of K-State. You know, a play here or there, and and that's a blowout for K-State. Not just a cover, not just a two-possession win, but a blowout. So I, I came away from that game thinking K-State deserves to be in the AP Top 25, the Coaches Bowl Top 25. And honestly, I think K-State has proven throughout the year that they're a Top 20 team. I don't think... Um, they're gonna get there, and I'm not gonna. I'm not going to throw a fit. I'm not gonna try to fight with folks uh, if they come in uh, in in the final poll and they're not in the top 25 or, or in the top 20. I'll be pissed if they're not in the top 25. Uh, you, you had too many close losses, but man, this season I, I think really will kind of go down as the biggest what if season um, from beginning to end that we've ever had. Um, before we start talking specifically, we're going to start with the offense. Um, how about a shout out to our friends, Manhattan Brewing Company? I saw a handful of boneheads got together at Manhattan Brewing Company to watch the game there. Uh, the absolute perfect spot to watch the game. Um, I, I will plug it one more time. Go over to the 1012 Network YouTube page to see me, the three owners of Manhattan Brewing Company, and Philip Slavin pair different uh, beers and Pop Tarts. Having a great time. Again, delicious beer. 
de- just delicious vibes. Everything about Manhattan Brewing Company is first class. All right, let's talk about the offense. Um, first and foremost, again, um, I didn't go to the game. Um, watch it at home. Um, and I, I, I see, you know, the live tweeting this, the stuff being posted on message boards live time. And again, this is just the nature of the beast. When you have a passionate fan base and, um, you know, especially on offense, live and die with every play, any play that isn't, you know, a first down or a touchdown, you're going to have folks getting upset with it. And, uh, I'm not going to sit here and say Connor Riley had a perfect game. I'm not going to sit here and say that, hey, he 100% should get the full-time job. Um, I'm going to let Chris Klein make that decision. Uh, but I'd be fine if he if he got the full-time job. I thought he made a lot of good play calls. I think both him and Avery were left out to dry a little bit on the execution from some of the other players throughout the game. But folks... We talked about it, uh, and again, I know it was it wasn't a the buildup for this game uh, because it happens during the holidays, um, and, and and the perception of the bowl, which again it should have had a high perce- perception. Again, there's only so many ranked first ranked bowl games, and this was one of them. But this NC State defense was one of the best in the nation. Coming into this game, they they weren't giving up rushing yards. They weren't giving up yards altogether. K-State was the first team to put up over 200 yards rushing on NC State. We're only the third team to put up 400 total yards. We had more points per drive than any team who has played NC State. We had a higher yardage rate, which is picking up the amount of yards available to gain than anyone else that they've played. Again, this was one of the elite defenses in Power 5 college football this year, and K-State put up a better offensive performance on them than anyone has the entire year. I think folks need to really keep that perspective um, alive when they want to start talking about uh, you know, the 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 script Connor Riley used or, or some of the play calls that he had. Again, it wasn't perfect, and I'm not going to sit here and, and say that he 100% uh, should get the full-time job. Um, I'm not smart enough to do that, but I would be completely fine with it. I, I think there were a lot of great play calls, and again, being able to put up that performance versus that caliber of defense in the first game that he's ever called plays with a first-time true freshman starting quarterback, folks, I think, need to take a step back from the ledge and realize the quality of game that Connor Riley did call. And again, we're going to find out in the coming weeks, uh, probably in the next week or two, whether or not that is going to be the full-time uh, promotion, or if they're going to look elsewhere, we'll find that out. But I lean towards thinking it's going to be Connor Riley, and I'm completely fine with that. And I, I think folks, again, just need to take a deep breath and understand the quality of opponent and especially the quality of defense that K-State played against. Moving into it, Avery Johnson, man. Again, that was his first start uh, ever. You know, he's still a true freshman. He's gone through one spring ball or one spring season, one fall camp, 
in one season as the backup. And then in the bowl game versus the second best, best or second best defense K-State has played all season, he was able to architect a performance that has not been done versus NC State the entire season. This guy is going to be a superstar. This guy is the real deal. And we saw what he was able to do. And quite frankly, we were, we, we were able to see it without him even having his full deck uh, to, to go out there and play. I think, uh, and again, I, I'm doing this uh, pretty shortly after the game. I haven't been able to take in any of the podium stuff. I listened to quite a bit of the K-State radio post game. Um, I don't think, I, I didn't hear Avery on uh, there. I, I heard him on ESPN Plus during the trophy presentation. Um, so maybe Chris Clyman touched on this. It sure seemed like they didn't want to run him. So again, they were they were almost forcing Avery to pl- play with the arm uh, tied behind his back a little bit. Um, he still ended up with seven rushes for 71 yards and a touchdown. He threw for 178 yards, so uh, what, just under 250 yards, um, uh, total yards rushing and passing combined, three total touchdowns, had a QBR of 95. Again, is that perfect? No. But he was far better than a six-year senior who's been playing college football you know, for for you know the majority of the last decade, um, it, it still was a big time performance for someone's very first time. Now, uh, completion rate only fourteen of thirty one. That's not great, but again, you go back, you see some of those drops. Um, th- there are a couple times where he made the smart play, just threw it away. Um, was everything perfect? No, but again, I, I, I've said it a couple times now. You have to understand the quality of defense you're going up against. And again, so many first times for K-State. So many first times. And you saw it when he threw the ball. It, it, it truly is different. Again, I don't want to go too hyperbole, too hyperbolic, uh, put too many, too much expectations on him. But KT Lev on the radio, post-game radio, when asked about Avery, said, hey, this is a kid who, if he sticks around for the next three years, he's going to be a two-time All-American. He's going to be a Heisman finalist. He's going to win K-State a national title, and then he's going to be a first-round draft pick. I mean, that's what KT Lev just said about him. Uh, you got to imagine all the expectations, all the hopes, everything we think about Avery Johnson – they are saying inside those walls in the Veneer family football complex. I mean, the expectations are sky high, and he did nothing, nothing to make me think that he's not going to be able to accomplish them. Again, you, you have to give this kid an, an A, A minus at worst grade for his first ever start at quarterback. Again, you can see it when he does decide to run. The, just the fluid motion that he has as an athlete, the upper end speed, the vision that he has, it truly is stuff that we have never seen at, at a, as a quarterback at K-State. Nobody. Nobody's had that. And when you see the velocity when he throws the ball, nobody even close. Again, maybe Josh Freeman Maybe Josh Freeman had that sort of velocity, but it literally is like a center fielder, center rope, right to home plate. Just velocity and accuracy that 
we've never seen. Again, I, I think I would probably die if I tried to catch a ball from Avery Johnson. That is how much velocity. Like It would go straight through my hands, cave in the center of my chest, and I would die right there on the football field. I, I, I've never seen anyone pass with the velocity he has. When he's scrambling, he has so much awareness. There, there were times where he would stop right at the line of scrimmage, try to find a play, and if it isn't there, he'd just toss it out of bounds. This kid is so special, and it's only going to continue to get better. Avery Johnson is everything we have said he is. There is no reason for anyone to shy away from expectations with Avery Johnson on the team. Truly elite. I I, I am so excited for a full year with him. And again, we, we saw that and they, they obviously, it, it was obvious, they were making a conscious decision to not run him. So you're even making him play with a hand tied behind his back. So look out Big 12, look out Nation. Again, I don't think it's hyperbolic to say Avery Johnson could be one of the faces of college football moving forward. Um, The next guy I want to talk about, DJ Giddens. Uh, I mean, look, 151 yards rushing uh, and then an extra 37 yards receiving. So he had 188 yards from scrimmage. And he had the the numbers I was looking for that got him up over a hundred or fifteen hundred, so one thousand five hundred yards from scrimmage this season. Again, I everyone everyone talks about uh, Devin Neal at KU, and and this isn't to take anything away from Devin Neal. I, I I'm this is not me trying to chop him down, but everyone talks about Devin Neal. Devin Neal had. 1,497 yards from scrimmage. DJ Giddens, 1,549. Again, the the level of running back, the level of offensive weapon that K-State has in DJ Giddens, I think the K-State fans are underrating it still. And and again, I understand it. You're coming off of a a two-time consensus All-American in Deuce Vaughn. And, you know, he, he's putting up 2,000 yards uh, from scrimmage. But DJ Giddens just did that as a sophomore, splitting time with Trayshawn Ward. This, I mean, it, it, tr- it truly is one of the all-time great seasons by a K-State running back. And it, it's not something that we're talking about enough. It really isn't. I... I I, I, I just think that this was the perfect ending to DJ Giddens' season uh, because it, it truly was magnificent. And again, no shade, no shade at all at Avery. I, I totally, I totally uh, understand, and, and he, he was a worthy uh, MVP for the game, but I think that very easily could have gone to DJ Giddens as well. Um We'll uh, talk about the pass catchers again. This is this is where I I need K State to do better. Whether it's in the portal, whether it's big time development of the guys they have coming into next year, um, because at times there were drops. At times there was the lack of going up and beating the NC State defenders for 50-50 balls. Um, this is where I was left wanting a little bit. 
But you do have to talk about Jace Brown. Five receptions, 52 yards, uh, and a touchdown. And, and his touchdown was just great. And he had a great catch and made a guy miss and, and run. Jace Brown belongs in the Big 12. Jace Brown deserves to be part of a contending wide receiver core. He fits the mold. I, I'm afraid that he's the only guy right now. And um, we, we've seen it at times where, hey, that that's where uh, things get in trouble. If we want to see the best of what Avery can do, we need to find more Big 12 caliber wide receivers to go with Jace Brown. Again, Keegan Johnson had a couple good uh, catches, three for 31. Um, man, he slipped and fell, and he could have had maybe 15 on the end around that he had. Uh, you saw uh, uh, Jackson, Jane Jackson, um, a, a great little tunnel screen called back on a bad holding call. Uh, so he had a big play that was called back. Um, he had seven yards on his end around. Um, if he's going to come back, I, I think that's a little bit up in the air right now. He's, again, a good complimentary piece. I think we have one legitimate, you know, uh, dude, a legitimate guy at wide receiver uh, in Jace Brown. You know the potential is there with Keegan Johnson. And, and you've seen Jaden Jackson, uh, you know, have, have s- signs. They've shown... Uh, high watermarks, but I just need to see those folks improve. Uh, Garrett Oakley had a massive 28 yard reception coming shortly after a uh, pretty bad drop. Um, I'm glad they went right back to him. And again, he's going to be a big time tight end. I'm not worried about the tight end room. Uh, you have him. I believe Will Swanson's coming back. You have Will Ancio. You have a couple other really young, uh, just some true freshmen who redshirted uh, this year playing tight end. I think we are good at tight end uh, next year. I think that is going to be a dyna- dynamic weapon. And I think you're going to see uh, just as many, if not more, two tight end sets uh, next year uh, with Avery Johnson at quarterback. But I just want to see... K-State go out and try to find some legitimate difference makers at wide receiver in the portal uh, because I, I I do believe uh, you know we're gonna have we're gonna have to figure stuff out at offensive line. We're about to talk about that right now. But if you find w- one, you need at least one. But if you were to find two legitimate Big Twelve caliber wide receivers in the portal to pair with what you currently have, this offense. I don't care who the offensive coordinator is. It could be some random dude who just loves playing NCAA football games. Um, this offense could be scary with Avery Johnson if you give him a few more weapons uh, in the passing game. Going to the offensive line, uh, look, the, the final the final play before the kneel down, it is Cooper Beebe pulling and just getting upfield and getting a pancake and making a viral block. Um, This guy is so good. It it literally brought a tear to my eyes. Um, I mean, look, he's the best to ever do it. He is the best to ever do it. KT Lev, I thought, was having a a pretty good game. He did have one more final uh, false start. But again, I, I think you had two NFL guys on that left side, and that's going to be tough to replace. But when you needed it most, they made the blocks, they made the plays, they were the real deal. 
especially early in that first half, that first half, the way they were just paving the ground for DJ Giddens, it, it, it was a sight to see. Now, the entire offense, that third quarter was bad. Um, they left some stuff out on the field. Um, every, every player made some mistakes out there. Uh, there were some bad play calls, all that. The third quarter was bad. But in the fourth quarter, when they needed a drive to kill off the game and score a touchdown, the offensive line, and everybody stepped up and made some massive plays. Um, I thought it was a perfect ending to this season where the offensive line, the beef, you know, it it did. It 100% took a while to get going. But once they got going, I believe they lived up to the hype. I believe that they lived up to the hype. You have uh, consensus unanimous All-Americans. I think you have at least two draft picks. You had three guys who were getting all Big 12 votes. Um, I think they lived up to the hype. And I think this game was the perfect um, ending for this um, offensive line and really showing out for their position coach one more time. All right, uh, we're going to get into the defense, but before we do, how about Charlie Hustle? Again, I talked about it. I was wearing my K-State beef shirt, and again, while some of these guys are gone, this is kind of my lucky shirt, so I'll be wearing it the entire time. Now, we have a long time before the 2024 football season, um, but I have a sneaking suspicion there's going to be some pretty good K-State basketball gear that's dropping here soon, so keep your eyes peeled for the latest drop. I'm not going to tell you when it is, but it is on the way. So keep your eyes peeled again. Charlie Hustle, the best officially licensed K-State gear in the world. They work with K-State athletes for the NILTs as well. So be sure to keep your eye out and always check them out when you're in need for a new lucky shirt. Shout out to Charlie Hustle, uh, hustling into a new year, vintage made fresh. All right. Look, again, there was frustration with the defense um, when it came to um, the quarterback run. But they adjusted in the second half. Um, Armstrong had, like, what, 15 yards rushing in the second half? Um, and they only had 12 points on offense. Again, their touchdown, they, they, they had, what, uh, one offensive touchdown, one special teams touchdown, and a couple field goals. The defense stepped up, and again, they needed to step up. They needed to step up after what we saw versus Iowa State. Um, and again, I, th- there were different circumstances at play. I totally um, understand, and some of it's excusable. A lot of it isn't. But I understand why things went the way they did versus Iowa State at the end of the year. But they stepped up. They had a horrible taste in their mouth. They were pissed off, and they were running the ball. Were they perfect? No. Uh, Keenan Garber got burnt once. Jacob Parrish got burnt once. Uh, Again, early in that first half, struggled so much with the quarterback run game. But they stepped up, and they were able to really uh, find their groove and end with an exclamation point on the season. I I really think that the defense um, for the entire year underachieved. I think there were some games, obviously, where they were great. Um, some games where they were absolute dog shit. Um, so it, it really was a, an interesting season. Now, you have Joe Klanderman coming back for next year. You have a lot of guys coming back for next year. Again, uh, of what we saw on the field, what, 
Khalid Duke and Cody Stuffelbean, I think, are the only guys who played today um, that aren't going to be back next year. So, again, I think there's a lot of potential for this room. You're going to see guys who grow into their leadership roles. I think you're going to see um, more improvement. Again, what we what we saw from Desmond Purnell from last year to this year, absolute jump. Again, you're already bringing in, you already have some committed pieces uh, from the portal and Juco that are going to make a massive difference as well. I think that this team um, can take a massive step on defense, um, which I, which they're going to have to. Um, they Again, I, I we need to talk about Desmond Purnell because the guy was literally all over the field. He was my defensive pick to click, and he ended up with four tackles, one tackle for a loss. Um, the team as a whole had four tackles for a loss. Chidi Obiezor and Jacob Parrish both credited with half of a sack. Um, but again, I thought Desmond Purnell, he made some absolute massive plays uh, when we needed stops at the most. I thought VJ Payne had a great game. Again, maybe the defensive play of the game, absolute hit stick sack on the two-point conversion. So that doesn't count towards your uh, your stats um, in, in college football. But an absolute hit, maybe the best pure hit of the season on that two-point conversion, and he was running all over the place. And you're going to need VJ Payne and Marquis Siegel to really step up and be those leaders on the back end of the defense with no Kobe Savage. Uh, we saw Colby McAllister. We saw Jack Fabris also playing out there, two young guys who will be vying for that open safety spot, and that will be one of the big, um, you know, off-season talking points. And again, you brought some folks in transfer-wise. So who is going to be alongside VJ Payne and alongside Marquis Siegel next year? Um, it's going to be a fun battle to watch. I thought the safeties played well. And again, I talked about the corners. You know, they both got beat uh, pretty bad. Uh, but again, Jacob Parrish got an interception. Keenan Garber got a uh, pass breakup as well. Colby McAllister Credit with a pass breakup. Marquis Siegel credit with two pass breakups. He probably should have had an interception. Again, I thought the secondary played well. Uh, were you going up against, uh, you know, the, the second coming of Peyton Manning? No, definitely not. But it was a six-year guy who had a relationship with that offensive coordinator um, and, and knew the offense and knew exactly what he was doing. And you were able to lock up them uh, th- their passing game. What? They had 164 uh, passes with an interception, um, held their quarterback to 67 uh, QBR. Again, I, I, I think that this defense did everything that you wanted them to, especially in the second half when they were able to figure out how to contain Armstrong uh, running the ball. I think it actually it looks like it was only five yards rushing in the second half. Absolutely massive. Absolutely massive. In the second half, like the only rushing yards they really had was on that fake punt. Um, which sucks, uh, but it but it is what it is. Um, going to the defensive line, uh, Damian Alalio had a tackle for a loss. I thought he played really well. I think Javon Banks played really well. Again, uh, re- did really well in, in, in passing situations, which I think is why the rumors are he's going to uh, slide out and play defensive end, uh, you know, the, the big defensive end role um, for the team next year. Um, but, but I thought he did really well. 
Um, again, it, it was a quiet night for Khalid Duke. I don't know if he was even he was credited with two tackles. A uh, quiet night from Brendan Mott. Um, they could have done a better job containing. Um, if you're going to point towards uh, guys that maybe had a rougher night, uh, those guys, um, I, I think um, Austin Romaine probably had a little bit of a rougher night. Um, he, he, he kind of got lost uh, on a couple of those big quarterback runs. But again, I think all in all, the defense had a very good night. Special teams, I mean, I mean, you know, Jack Bloomer, honestly, I don't think he punted the ball real well. But again, that fake punt was awesome. And again, having Cooper Beebe uh, usher you down, see guys like literally looking, turning, and running away, um, that that was amazing. I, I had a blast watching that play out in front of our very eyes. Um, it, it, it was a lot of fun. Um, Tenet, perfect on extra points. Um, I think they had, uh, oh God, the backup kicker. I'm, ugh. Truthfully, I'm 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 very tired. Um, recording this right after Simon. Uh, well, actually, you know what? Let's just give the give the kid a respite. It was a horrible kickoff um, right before the half, which kind of allowed them to get a field goal. Um, but um, it is what it is. Again, special teams was rough this year. Had that punt taken off, that punt return taken off, it should have been a touchdown. Seth Porter should have had a punt return touchdown. Um, but it was taken off for a very weak block in the back. Uh, special teams were hit and miss um, this season. Gave up the fake punt, fake punt touchdown. Um, but it's no use crying over spilt milk. Do, do I want it to be better next year? 110%. Um, Sterling Lockett got out there. Um, he needs to learn to just dive at a dude's ankles um, if he's trying to stop a fake punt for going for a touchdown. But hey, whatever. First time he's ever played. I'll give them a little bit of a pass. Um, I'd like to see special teams improve. I don't. I do not think it is the end of the world, like some of our fans made it out to be. Yes, you want your special teams to be better. I don't think it cost us. A, I mean, you could maybe make an argument that the Texas game it cost you, but uh, I, I would say you know the offense and defense in the first half had a lot more to do with it than the special teams. But oh well, not too worried about it. Let's get to game. Uh, Game awards, because um, I'm not feeling that well, quite frankly. Um, and I'm tired, and I'm recording this. And this is the final episode of the year. So I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But we're going to get to the game awards. Um, as always, we have the Boneheads giving out offensive game ball, defensive game ball, and swagger stickers. Um, looking through, it looks like the... Offensive game ball is going to DJ Giddens. Oh, it, it was deserved. Again, over 180 yards uh, from scrimmage today. Two touchdowns. Uh, absolute beast. Absolute beast. 188 yards from scrimmage. Again, I think you can make the argument that DJ Giddens is the offensive MVP for the season. So a much-deserved um, pick for the offensive game ball. Uh, the next one, defensive game ball. It looks like VJ Payne got a lot of the votes. Again, led the team in tackles, had the biggest hit of the season, um, and that was a massive moment making that play, preventing them from tying the game up in the second half. VJ Payne with the 
uh, defensive uh, game ball. And swagger sticker, it looks like it's going to Cooper Beebe. Again, Cooper Beebe 100% deserves it. Um, what a career for the guy. Definitely a ring of honor. Definitely um, a guy who's going to go down as the greatest offensive lineman of all time and, and truly has the argument to be one of the greatest, if not the greatest, K State Wildcats of all time. So the Boneheads giving their awards to DJ Giddens, VJ Payne, and then the swagger sticker going to Cooper Beebe. Um, my offensive game ball, I'm gonna, I'm going to give it to uh, Avery. Uh, he won the game MVP again. I think he had uh, just about as good of a game as you could have asked a true freshman making his first start at quarterback. Um, again, what? Credited for uh, three touchdowns, two passing, one uh, rushing, um, 71 yards uh, rushing, 178 yards passing. Um, again, he is the real deal. Get him a couple more weapons and watch out. This guy truly could be one of the faces of college football. Uh, my defensive game ball, we're going to give it to Desmond Purnell, literally flying all over there. Uh, made a big tackle on a third down early in the first half. Um, so I'm going with Desmond Purnell with the defensive game ball. My swagger sticker is going to go to Jace Brown. Jace Brown, always good for a good celebration. Him and Avery had two fun handshakes in the end zones after their respective touchdowns. I think Jace Brown has a lot of swag. I think he's going to be winning that award quite a bit next year. Um, the Kevin McFarland Boomer Award is going to go to KT Lev. Um, I talked with him on the phone after the game. I probably should have asked, um, but that's what we're going with. And then the Chauncey Bosco, he's got that dog in him award, is going to Jacob Parrish, getting the interception that completely iced out the game. So, again, the offensive game ball for the Boneheads going to DJ Giddens. From me, Avery Johnson. The defensive game ball from the Boneheads, VJ Payne. From me, Desmond Purnell. The swagger sticker from the Boneheads, Cooper Beebe. From me, Jace Brown. The special awards, the uh, Chauncey Bosco, he's got that dog in him award. Jacob Parrish for getting that game-clinching interception. And then my dad, the Kevin McFarlane Boomer Award going with... KT Lev, which I'm just kind of guessing uh, because I forgot to ask him. Um, folks, this is the final show of the year. Um, it's been a fun one. It's been a fun football season. Again, disappointing at times, but ending on a very high note, a very fun note. I hope you guys had a blast listening along. Um, we will have a show on New Year's Day. It's the final of the Top 10 Countdown. Um, but that Tuesday will be the end of this year's consecutive weekday streak. Um, so we will not have a show on Tuesday. Planning on doing a show on Wednesday, an immediate reaction to the final exhibition game uh, of the college uh, basketball, not exhibition, non-con game. Um, so that is currently the plan. Um, if anything crazy happens over the weekend or early in the week, we will dust off the microphone and do it. Um, but, but the plan is right now, you guys won't, uh, I won't record an episode until after the, the, the men's basketball game, take a little bit of a mini break because that, uh, episode, that top 10 episode that will drop on New Year's day has already been recorded. So thank you for another great calendar year. 
Again, we still have a big basketball season, both for the men and women coming up, as well as transfer portal news and recruiting for football uh, before we get to the spring and summer. Um, And then before you know it, it will be Blitz Month 2024. So uh, thank you so much for riding with us this football season. Shout out to the 1012 Network. Shout out to everyone who came on all the uh, primers. Um, Shout out to my dog Chauncey, the best dog in the world. Um, Have a very safe New Year's Eve, folks. That's the uh, biggest night uh, for drunk driving um, each year. Um, Please, please get an Uber, get a cab. Do not do anything stupid. Um, 2024 is going to be a big year, not only for K-State football, not only for uh, K-State sports in general, not only for Bosco's boys, but for you. You're going to have a massive 2024. Um, so, yeah, um, I just want to say I love you guys um, and go Cats. And, again, be safe uh, and Happy New Year. Let's get it. Pop-Tart Bowl champions. Go Cats. It's time to get set for the Cat Attack. Network.